Protecting against fraud has become a top priority for many. Developing a fraud protection strategy, especially around your payments, is not difficult. This three-pronged approach will help every organization stop frauds, especially payment frauds, before the money leaves your bank. Stick around until the end where I share the easiest strategy, which unfortunately many ignore. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the payments or accounts payable function. And obviously these days that includes fraud. So let's get started. Step number one, make sure you incorporate all new verification processes in your accounts payable function. Let me explain exactly what I mean. There has been an explosion of new electronically generated frauds, if you will. They involve things like change my bank account email requests that come in looking like they came from a supplier you do business with and you're making electronic payments to. They come in looking like they came from the CFO demanding a rush wire transfer be done immediately. And in actuality, these emails are all coming from a criminal, usually a criminal, by the way, in another country, which makes it very difficult to get the money back once it's gone. These guys are smart. They use social media and they mine it for information so that they can go ahead and get money from your company. But these aren't the only ones, and I'm not going to talk about these other two in any great detail, but I do want you to be aware of them. There's what we call the gift card scam, where one of your employees gets an email supposedly from one of your executives asking them to go out and buy some gift cards. There's what we call the W-2 scam, which will be especially prevalent in January and February. In this case, it's an email that looks like it came from the CEO asking for employee tax information, W-2s, etc. It's for anything out of the ordinary, an email asking for anything out of the way you normally do business. So for example, it could ask for a change in a drop shipment location. Now, if you've got some other examples, please note them in the comments below so we can all benefit because sharing knowledge is the way that we all benefit. Now, what do you need to do when you get one of these emails, even if you're pretty sure it came from the person it says it came from, either your CEO or your supplier? You need to pick up the phone and call and verify that they actually did make that change. Now, I've had people complain to me, hey, Mary, this takes a lot of time and effort. And every time we call, they say, yes, they did send the email. And you're going to call 100 times, and 100 times they're going to say, yes, it was a legitimate email. And then the 101st time, you don't call because you're busy, and voila, guess what? That is the time that it's a fraud. And crooks are smart with this stuff. They know when your people are busy. They know when holidays are coming. They know when your executives are out, and they will try and take advantage of all these things and integrate it into the time that they commit these frauds. So, yes. You need to incorporate these verification routines into your accounts payable processes. Yes, they take time. Even if you've never been hit, you need to do it, okay? Because if you don't do that, you're not using best practices. I'm sorry to be so blunt, but it's that simple. If you are not verifying, then you are not using best practices. And it's only a matter of time, I'm afraid to say, before you get hit. 
So you get those emails and you want to verify them. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about that. You're probably sick of hearing me talk about it. The next thing I want to talk about, step two that you can do, is to talk about not overlooking the benefits of technology, especially technology in the accounts payable and payment space. So I'm not necessarily talking about the analytical software that uses fuzzy logic and AI to help identify fraudulent transactions. That stuff's good and it's a huge help, but I understand that it is outside the budget of many of our viewers and listeners. So if you can get that, that's great, but I'm talking about something different that virtually everybody can afford and use. And hopefully by using this, it will free up some of your AP human resources to work on more value-add work, like those verifications that I was talking about earlier. They take a huge amount of time and we need to, unfortunately, do them if we want to protect ourselves adequately. Okay, so I'm talking about some of the new invoice and AP automation solutions that are on the market today. They're more user-friendly, they are inexpensive, they don't cost a lot, and it makes me sad to say this, but they don't make keying errors, which unfortunately some of our people do. And they do a decent job of weeding out duplicate invoices. So you might be saying, yeah, but you're talking about fraud, not duplicate invoices. And yes, I am. But there's two things to keep in mind. Number one, any tactic that you use to prevent fraud will also help you prevent duplicate payments. And that's always a good thing. And number two, many frauds start with an honest mistake. So somebody sends you a second copy of the invoice, either because that's their practice, or maybe you paid late and you pay it twice. And that alerts them to the fact that, hey, these people, their processes are not so good. And maybe if I send them two invoices, they'll go ahead and pay them. So they'll help with that. They'll also do a great job at helping identify duplicate invoices. But, and again, they won't help with that verification piece. You need to have some humans to do that. Now, before we get to the last tactic, which I have to tell you, there is no excuse for not implementing because it costs nothing, a big fat zero. If you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payment and accounts payable issues, which unfortunately these days includes a lot of stuff on Freud. And Saturdays are for my newest love, Wordle. Your thumbs up and comments help us as YouTube takes that as a signal to distribute the video to more viewers. Okay, step number three. Okay, you want to use appropriate and strong internal controls across the board, no exceptions. Was I clear about that? No exceptions. Not your trusted controller or your hardworking accounts payable manager, etc. One thing that has come out from surveys from Association of Certified Fraud Examiners over and over again is that when there's an internal fraud, it is inevitably committed by a long-term trusted employee. So your accounts payable manager, hardworking, probably honest, your controller, same thing. But you know what? You can't take chances because you don't know who that bad apple is. Now, I realize as accounts payable departments get smaller and smaller, thanks to technology, this separation of duties becomes more difficult, but we need to really stay on top of that. No exceptions. The other thing that I want to make clear is that when we talk about no exceptions, this includes our payments that are made outside accounts payable. And in about 20% of companies, we have electronic payments being made outside of AP, usually somewhere else in accounting or in treasury. 
And what happens in those instances is those guys go ahead and make the payments, but they don't always use the same policies and procedures and strong controls that are used in AP. This is going to be a bigger issue as we go on, as companies move more and more of their payments to electronic payments. So if you are having, let's say your ACH payments being made in treasury or being made elsewhere in accounting, you want to make sure they're using the same controls. And if they're not, if they're, for example, waiting until the end of the week or the end of the month to extinguish purchase orders and receiving documents, that's going to lead to duplicate payments. Then you might want to consider whether you want to strengthen your procedures there, or maybe it's time to move that practice back into accounts payable. Because remember, a lot of times an honest mistake is the first thing that happens, and then that leads to fraud when that light goes off in the less than honorable vendor's mind that you're doing business with. Now, Recently, we did a video reviewing three movies. That's kind of fun, huh? Where fraud was key, okay? In two of them, okay, a long-term trusted employee who had access to everything was able to perpetrate the frauds. And these frauds went on for years and they cost the organizations in questions millions of dollars, which by the way, they didn't get back. You can watch it now using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. As always, we greatly appreciate your thumbs up, your subscribes, your shares, and your comments. Good luck.